Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Anonymous podcast tonight. Tonight we are on episode 96 of the Guiding Principles study. Grab your book. We are on page 205, <laughs> and we're starting, uh, we're on page 205, tradition 11, and uh, we're going to start at question 13, but first we're going to do some introductions. Will, can we have you go first? Uh, yeah, good evening, family. Uh, Will Addict, my clean date's February 27th of 2013. My home group is the Sunday Serenity Group in Ashtabula, Ohio. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Hi, Donna. Hey everybody, it's Donna P out here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is 11-22-85. My home group is uh, Solutions for Living on Sunday night at 6 p.m. Come see us sometime. Will do, hope to get there. Hi, Phil. Uh, my name's uh, Phil M. Uh, my clean date is 4-19-95. My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Awesome. And hi, everybody. I'm an addict named Des. My clean date is July 24th of 1995. My home group is We Choose to Live, uh, a fully virtual group out of the Fond du Lac, Wisconsin area. And I attend meetings um, in the Wisconsin region and virtually around the world. So we're going to go um, to our first question tonight. We're going to go to Donna and she's going to kick us off. Thank you, Donna. Thanks, everybody. So the 11th tradition states our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And the next page says practicing personal anonymity is essential in a program of attraction. Anonymity takes us beyond what we believe about ourselves and each other. Empathy brings us to truth and we share it in language beyond words. So question 13, under what circumstances would I reveal my NA membership? So uh, I think I, I uh, talked about this last week, but, but I really trust my higher power to um, bring the people into my life that need to know that I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous. I really do. I, it's been, there's been so few times that it's been absolutely necessary, but there were times when it was like, I wasn't afraid to do it at all. It was like, yep, this is what I need to do. I need to tell this person I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous because they needed to know, not because I needed to tell them. And uh, it, um, a really good example is a, a guy um, came into the emergency work room where I was working and he was having a heart attack. And he was just like screaming at everybody. He was an addict in recovery. And he didn't want any of those drugs. And he was just freaking out, right? The doctor needed to give him some morphine because morphine helps to relax the cardiac muscles. And um, 
And he's like, he's making such a fuss that everybody's left the room. And I just, you know, whispered, reached down and whispered to him, you know, that I was a member and the doctor was trying to save his life and that, you know, we could call his sponsor when all this was done. And, you know, when he was still alive and, and, uh, you know, I just, and, and, uh, you know, the relief in that person's eyes at that moment, you know, and there've been times with, you know, people show up in my practice that are, you have children who are, um, struggling or whatever. I remember one time, uh, my, uh, uh, oldest friend in recovery and I were in treatment together in 1985 at this, uh, place, this ranch way out in the country. And, uh, and she was here on a visit and we drove by there and she wanted to just drive up onto this property, which is owned by some other random person now. Right. And I'm, I was really resistant. Right. And, but we got up there and this woman came out and it ends up, um, we told her about what kind of place it was and that we'd been there. It ends up that she um, had a son that was struggling with drug addiction, you know, and she needed to hear that there was hope, right? That there were programs for people like us and that there was hope in the world. So, um, so, so those are the kinds of circumstances, you know, I've mentioned it casually to people, um, but mostly people just know I'm, I'm clean. Um, I don't tell people I'm sober. I tell people I'm clean you know, and, um, and if they need to know, I tell them I'm in a 12 step program, but I'm careful about saying which one. Um, well, so what are some of the differences in the way I practice anonymity with family, friends, and coworkers at school and elsewhere? The biggest, there's two things. The biggest thing is, first of all, like we talked about before, I don't set myself up as being some kind of an authority or expert on recovery, or even about Narcotics Anonymous, if somebody knows that I'm a member, you know, uh, um, I'm just a member and, uh, and there's lots of ways to get that information out, you know, in, in terms of the general public. And, and some of you guys have talked about it here before where people have said, oh, you're the expert on being clean or about narcotics anonymous. Tell us all about it. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not true. I can tell you about myself, but the, you know, and then the other is um, a really important one is uh, the anonymity about around other pe for other people. You know, I don't, um, I'm all, I'm friendly to people I know in recovery. I might even go up and give them a hug, but I, you know, we're not announcing to the whole world, you know, that we know each other in, in, uh, in uh, from 12 step meetings, you know, and, um, and I don't, I, I, you know, maybe I have many, many years ago, but I never out anybody ever uh, being in uh, recovery um, in my meetings and like that. We recently had a woman that um, is having surgery and I have to, um, I follow up with people that are having a certain kind of surgery and she's in recovery and she knows one of my sponsees and, you know, and I asked her, you know, I let her know that I don't um, let people at work know unless they need to. You know, and the next time I saw her, people were asking her about her surgery. And she's like looking at me like she can't talk about it. But I'm like, girl, it's your surgery. You can talk about it. I just don't want you to tell my boss that, you know, you know me from Narcotics Anonymous meetings, you know. So anyway, you know, there's lots of different ways. And one of the things I was recently reminded of actually just this morning was that anonymity is not just it doesn't mean our membership is a secret. You know, anonymity means that we are equal, that we're, that we're equal, right? And that, um, that each person is afforded the same opportunities as others, you know, within a certain set of circumstances. So that's all. Thanks. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. That's a brilliant way to kick us off. Thank you. And we're going to go to Phil for some commentary. Wow. Good stuff. Um, wow. That was great. Uh, and I'll, I'll be real quick. Um, uh, for the most part, uh, reveal, revealing my anonymity and it's talking about uh, under circumstances and um, for most circumstances, I don't want to, but, uh, but I do, I do remember one particular time I, I might have done it twice when I put on the uh, my uh, I'm going to break my anonymity case uh, cape okay and there there was a, a reason for it only because I know I'm um, somebody I work with um, uh, was with their daughter I uh, found out was an addict and and only in conversation of him talking and him not not knowing what to do and uh, a beautiful home uh, in town uh, uh, and then his way of, uh, of fixing things and me being in recovery, knowing that, that we can fix ourselves, you know, the addict can fix itself. And no matter where you move her or do this and do that and the other thing, you know, she's going to go there too. You know, she can just stay here and I get recovery. And uh, I'll never forget me uh, doing that and the relief that happened uh, to him by me breaking my anonymity and telling uh, uh, him about me. And um, um, so, like like I said, for the most part, I don't practice it. Uh, uh, there, there is that those family, friends, coworkers, and all all that kind of uh, stuff uh, in this world. Neighbors, uh, the, the whole nine. Um, that, that know I'm in recovery, but it's not where I, I go around and I'm in recovery, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna save everybody and uh, uh, this and that, you know, um, you know, um, anonymity uh, is still personal. And that's all, that's all I have. Thanks so much, Phil. And thanks for sharing that story. And um, yeah, anonymity is very personal and I, I was I was reading this question. I was thinking, under what circumstances would I reveal my NA membership? And um, I too uh, share my NA membership closely. Like, like it's it's not a secret, but I keep it close to my heart, right? And I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm not ashamed of it. But I remember once, gosh, it was probably like eight years ago, when I was at a conference with a bunch of professionals, and they were all like. I'm a friend of Bill W. I'm a friend of Bill W. I'm a friend of Bill W. And I was like, anybody friends with Jimmy K? And somebody said, oh, we're not friends with Jimmy K because when we send our clients to those meetings, they don't do well. And I was with these professionals and I said, well, I'm a long-term friend of Jimmy K. And they were like, what? And their head turned. And it, it was really cool. And I thought, um, I don't, I guess I would still do that today. And it's not that it's not that I'm embarrassed or ashamed of how Narcotics Anonymous is because it saved my life, man. And um, I think that just like any organization, there's good and bad parts of it, but it's about, you know, and, and I've since it's opened up doors with these other professionals. They've said, oh, what, well, how do you make sure that they're going to a safe meeting? And how do you make sure that it's safe environment for them? And I say, well, if you send somebody to a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, do you ask them how it was? Do you do follow-up questions? Do you, you know, ask them how their experience was? 
I mean, they're, they're, they can't tell you what was shared there, but they can tell you how they felt there. And I said, if, if, if I'm ever working with somebody and they're not comfortable at an NA meeting, I just tell them that not every meeting is for them and that they can find another meeting. And, uh, and this year we were sitting, we were having lunch, some of the same people, and we were talking about the virtual platform of NA and they were like, you know, we've had a really, a lot of really good luck with that Narcotics Anonymous and all the virtual solutions that are out there. And I said, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty wild because when COVID happened, we jumped on it and, and found solutions right away. And, um, and I'm just really grateful to be a part of that, you know? So, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know what other circumstances, I guess, just trusting, trusting um, my higher power, like, I'm connected to my higher power, man. I, I know, I know when my higher power is tapping me and going, Hey man, this is okay. It's okay. You could talk about it. But I generally say that I'm clean. If somebody asks me, I say I'm in long-term recovery. That's another term I use outside of the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous. Um, I also never say I'm sober because, you know, I'm, I, I tried that sober thing before I found Narcotics Anonymous and, uh, it didn't work for me, man, because I was like, oh, just one thing. That's cool. But I needed to stop everything, you know. And uh, yeah, so that so I just wanted to share that. And um, and then the differences in the way I practice anonymity with family, friends, coworkers at school and elsewhere. Um, I don't know that there's different. It's a weird. I When I read that question, I'm like, that's a weird question. So revealing my NA membership, do I do it differently in different circumstances? No way, man, because I am a what you see is what you get person. And the way I am today at home is the way I am professionally, is the way I am at school, is the way I'm at work, is the way I am at the grocery store, you know, and that's a gift that I got from Narcotics Anonymous. So, yeah, so that's all I wanted to share and uh, take it away, Will. Oh, thank you. Um, just some really great stuff, uh, especially uh, trusting in your higher power. I don't know that I would have worded it like that, but that makes completely sense to me. Um, under what circumstances would I reveal my NA membership? It doesn't take a lot for me. It really doesn't. If you if you crack that door even a little bit, I'm, I'm coming through. Um, but uh, to Des's point, I was going to say, too, usually when I'm around other members in the recovery community that may be from other fellowships, uh, you know, recovery walks, galas, things like that, like I like to do a lot of support for the organizations in town. So if they're putting on an event, I go, and usually that'll come up, come up as a conversation at the table, you know, how did you end up here type things. Um, or if, uh, if I recognize somebody who might need to know where to go, um, like I absolutely said, uh, tell people, you know, there's, there's options out there for you if you want to, if you want to look at them. But in the general public though, I do always just reference a 12 step fellowship. If someone asks how I got clean. Um, I love these in all our affairs, man, because it's so exciting to see see the program bleed over into everyday life. I love this. What are some differences in the way I practice anonymity with my family, my friends, my coworkers, school and elsewhere? So I don't think I'm alone in the fact that when I when I first got clean, um, I did have people in my life that weren't addicts. Um, but they weren't so happy with me all the time as addicts were when I would get like a 24 hours clean, you guys would clap. Um, in Ashtabula, when you get your key tag, you stay at the front of the room and there's a smoke break immediately following clean time. And every addict in the room gets up and hugs you. Um, at this. So it's a very, very big celebration of clean time. Um, 
and I would start to think like, wow, these people understand me more than, than my family does or more than my wife does. Um, and then I get to like, you know, well, if they haven't walked a mile in my shoes, they don't get it. And they, and on the recovery side, that might be true. Um, but how I practice anonymity with them today as well is like, I realize like just because I'm an addict and they're not, if we're in a family, we still have a common goal. We still have a common welfare. Um, and it's safe to go to these people for, for advice with life. Um, whether it be finances or obviously with my wife, like love life, things like that, friendship, um, and understand that, you know, some, some, there's also some things that maybe they, they can't help me with, but it doesn't make them any less of a person in my life. Um, so practicing that anonymity today, I share that with my sponsees all the time, man, like, uh, narcotics anonymous, you shouldn't necessarily go to everybody in here for financial advice or relationship advice, like, and just find out what they, you know what they did to get off drugs and how they stay clean every day and what they do to improve their life. But that anonymity piece with the world around me, um, you know, society being one of the sides of the symbol, man, is I have to build these relationships outside the rooms. Um, so so the anonymity piece, like I said, huge one for me at work. Like we're at work, we're here to get a job done. Doesn't matter if we get along. Doesn't matter. Just like in the rooms, it doesn't matter what your political stance is. It doesn't matter where you come from. All that matters is you can pick up the other end of this fucking four by four when I need you to. You know, like, so um, I, I try to take that with me everywhere. And it, it, it just like in the rooms, it, it helps it helps not divide people from one another in whatever setting you're in. Um, and that, that's something the rooms has given me that I've been able to carry outside the rooms with me that's, that's helped me tremendously. And that's all I have. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Will. That was great. And uh, yeah, I, I also love the in all our affairs questions. I think um, they're pretty cool. So the next question is going to be led by Phil. Okay. Uh, are there any friends or family members to whom I wanted or tried to promote NA? Uh, what were the results? What is the, is the difference between attraction and promotion in those situations? You know, uh, I can I can honestly say that's that's probably all the time because um. I do have family members that are in our program that are, that are doing recovery. And I do got family members that's coming in and out of the program that um, um, not to judge or measure them, but they're just in and out all the time. And um, yeah, I, uh, I would like to um, strangle a bunch of them, but I, I don't, you know, and knock them in their head and, and, the, and the whole nine, you know, why can't you stay put this and that and the other thing and uh and just pray that um they don't overdose um but here's the thing you know um re remembering this is a deadly disease and and disease of addiction has caught caught us uh, some of them too you know and uh you know it's it's the praying for them and like whatever but but yeah i do want to promote it i i do i wish i i was like a car salesman and like whatever and sell the stuff uh, to the folks. I, I really do, uh, but I know um, the members need to um, do it to do it, do it for themselves. You know, you can't uh, uh, put this thing on anybody. It's for the the members uh, who who want it. But uh, and yeah, I, I guess maybe I have tried. I I probably uh, got out of my lane. I'm sure I've said something sideways or 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 whatever. And um, maybe out of, out of love or, or whatever, you know, you know, um, 
um, you know, I guess when my emotions and things aren't caught up in, in my humanness and whatever, and I guess whatever spiritual state I'm in. Um, but um, to promote it, um, not intentionally, but but but, but wanting people to, to live and do their life maybe on that note, you know? So I'm just going to like dance around there on that. And then, 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 okay, then what is the difference between attraction and promotion in, in these situations? Um, and you know what? There, there is a difference with um, the attraction of our program and even, even with death to family members. You know, we can still be an attraction, even though the family member is dead. And I, I got proof of that with uh, one of my grand sponsees uh, uh, overdosed. And um, the guy uh, that I sponsored, he, he couldn't attend the funeral. He was out of state or like whatever. And he says, Bill, you know, can you cover for me and go to the, the funeral and, you know, do the sponsorship family thing? And I says, I says, it's 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 no big deal. I says you're out you're out of state. Like whatever. I'm I'm here in town. You know I'll get get the guys together and we'll go uh, to the funeral home and uh, this and that. And I'll I'll never forget this. Um, um, lo and behold, um, his last um, month or so here um, uh, in this world, uh, we were at, at our our convention uh, in Seven Springs. And uh, I had all these pictures of us at, at our uh, uh, convention in uh, Seven Springs of him, and he was in the pictures. And uh, I had a whole bunch of copies made, and I took them to the funeral home. Okay, with all of us in it. But I'll never forget the reaction of his family, his mother and dad, and, and, and just them knowing the little bit they knew about recovery and what he was trying to do. And they were just like ecstatic. They like, grabbed all the pictures and then they have their family pictures and that up on the thing of him. They took all the NA pictures up and they put them all up there um, with their family. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And then they were on, oh, we're so glad you come. Blah, blah, blah. We heard about you and this and that and the other thing. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, go ahead NA, that's all I have. Thanks so much, Phil. That's awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful experience. Go ahead, Donna. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, Phil, that um, it was good for them to know that he was loved. Right? Um, I have a, a, an experience where um, somebody uh, that I had used with, uh, one of, some of the last people I'd used with really pretty toxic people, and uh, um, she was being court ordered to go to treatment and to memberships and stuff and uh, or to uh, meetings. And, um, and she called me just demanding to know what the big deal was. Like, why was it so good? And I had a real opportunity, and I may have taught you guys about this before, I had a real opportunity just to tell her about my life and how things were different. And instead I started talking up Narcotics Anonymous, right? And uh you know, the good, the bad, you know, and I think I was probably bragging a little bit, you know, about what I knew about the fellowship. And I think I missed a real opportunity to share with somebody the beauty of recovery. Right. And, um, you know, I was a little intimidated by her and, um, and, uh, and that, that's one of the things that really, um, 
that uh, really stands out to me. The difference between attraction and promotion. Attraction is like, if you want what we have, then you do what we do, right? And and we do these things and these are the results of, of that. And that's the attraction. People see that and they want it. I did, right? When I got clean, I wanted what you people had in the rooms because it was something very different than anything I had, right? And, uh, you know, promoting is, is um, just by its very nature, you're trying to sell something. You want somebody to, somebody to buy something, right? And, uh, you know, I've had friends and family and lots of people that have tried to get clean. Some have stayed clean, you know, um, but the ones that stayed clean were the ones I got out of the way, right? And it talks about that in our literature about, you know, maybe we just need to introduce them to somebody else in the program and get out of the way you know, and give them a ride to meetings and, you know, if they need a ride to a meeting, but not try to sponsor them and not try to take care of it and not try to convince them that this is the best way of life, you know, um, really trusting that they have a higher power as well. That's all. Thanks so much, Donna. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to share, uh, you know, with this, just the experience, I have a, um, a sibling who, is a drug addict, is an addict, and um, about, boy, 20 years ago, she wanted to get clean. Well, she asked me about going to meetings, and um, and I brought her, and we lived in a different town, so I introduced her to some people, and um, and she didn't, she didn't stay clean. I mean, she's still my sibling, right? And she doesn't use as much as she was using but um, if I ever wanted anybody to get the Narcotics Anonymous program, I can't think of a different time than that. Uh, she had small kids. Her kids are all grown now. And I, I remember her, her son, who's no longer with us, he would always like want to see my medallion. Every time he saw me, he wanted to see my medallion because he wanted to make sure that it had a bigger Roman numeral than the last year's one. And he wanted to make sure that I continued to work on myself. And, and he was just such an amazing spirit. And I remember him telling me after his mom, my sister, did not continue to go to meetings. He said, it's okay, Aunt Des. The meetings are good for you. They're not meant for everybody else. And, and uh, what a kid. What a smart kid, you know. And I, I just think about how, how much, how humbling it is to be a member of a program um, that not everybody gets the privilege of being a part of, you know, even when they're given an opportunity to be a part of. And I'm so grateful to um, everything that got me into Narcotics Anonymous. And, uh, and I'm grateful that I still have a relationship with that sibling. And I'm grateful that she knows I'm still in recovery. She still asks once in a while, you still go to those meetings with those people? And I said, heck yeah, I do. They're great people. You know, they're awesome people. And and uh, they're really pretty funny. And, and then she always says this thing that any newcomer would say, is that cute guy still around? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I think he's married and old, my God, calm down, you know? But uh, it's just so funny, but um, but I'm grateful. And, and of course there's been other times when I wanted to, you know, like I wanted to promote NA, but what good is that? I'm not selling anything. You know, it's just about showing that NA works in my life. If people know me and know I go to NA, then they know that about me, but it, you know, I, I certainly don't try to, um, 
do a, a snake oil thing with them and say, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. It is truly the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and I think my life, the way it is today speaks volumes for that, that something happened in my life and my life got better. And, and if anybody asked me about it, I would tell them it was Narcotics Anonymous, but I wouldn't put it on a billboard, I guess, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So that's all I wanted to share. And we're going to move to the next question with Will. Yeah. Good evening, family. Will Attic. Um, what does the phrase responsible, productive member of society mean to me? Uh, how do I view my personal reputation? So I, I asked for this one because of that. What does the phrase responsible, productive member of society mean to me? Um, I have a very strong opinion about what this is, but I don't, I'm not really going to share it. Um, you know, and I, I, I asked for this question because I ran into this once with a sponsee where we were sitting down and he had like a year and a half or so clean and he was still living at home. And, and I, I said to him, I said, when are we going to get a job, man? When are we going to move out of mom's house? When he said, man, I get a check. Who the fuck said anything about moving out of my mom's house? Why, why would I do any of these things? And, you know, in that moment, I realized like I really, uh, was putting like what I thought was the right thing to do onto somebody else. And like, that's not my job. It's not. And it was a great lesson for me. Um, and so I said, okay, Oh, I, I'll get, I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess that's not why I'm here. Um, you know, those are my goals. Um, so for me personally, like the, those are, I know I heart back to this all the time, but it's my favorite, man. The symbol, man, society, service, self, and God, man. I like to help people. Um, I like to connect to people around me. Um, and I like to work on those things I like to be a part of. Um, I like to support myself. So there's, there's goals that I have in that area. Um, how do I view my personal reputation? Is it, I don't know if that's asking like, do, what do I think it is or, or if I like it, but, um, I, uh, I think I'm viewed as a pretty stable norm. Like my neighbors think I'm a neighbor. They talk to me. <laughs> my, uh, my employer seems to be pretty happy with me for the most part. They keep letting me do more stuff. You know, um, the love life, the marriage life is good. The, the, the parents, the family life is good. Um, so I think my reputation is that as somebody that can be relied upon today, which is weird. Um, I don't know if it's asking me though, do I find that to be important? Um, and I do, I like to say, I don't, it shouldn't matter what other people think, but like my experience tells me that they were usually right. Um, whatever they thought about me and they were telling me I was like, it turned out they were all right. So yeah, I do care a little bit. Like I don't, um, you know, I worked uh, hard to not be, you know, a piece of shit that abandoned his kids. Um, so for someone to say like, he's a father is a big deal to me. Um, now if they don't think I'm a great one and I think I am, I'm okay with them not thinking so. But at the same time, like if, if the outward kind of matches the inward, then yeah, I'm, I'm proud of the, the progress I've made. Um, I think that's all I got. Thanks. Thanks so much, Will, and thanks for taking that question. And uh, come on in, Phil. Wow, uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, I'll be real quick, but but what really comes to mind to me with that? It, it's some some of the things that I do with uh, our members uh, that are uh, working and especially our, our new members that I do see in society working. They may, they may work at a, a mall or a fast food um, place and whatever, and then they, they see me. And, and it's back to that anonymity thing. I wouldn't dare say, are you going to a meeting or, you know, to them, but I'll see them working and I'll, I'll, I'll go by 
and I will say to them, and 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 they will bust out laughing. Are you being a, a responsible, productive member of society? And they'll laugh, they'll smile, and uh, it's just our fellowship, and it's just things that I I do to our members, and they're just so aware of. Okay, okay, then they'll they'll be okay. Okay, Phil, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, and then how do I view my personal rep reputation? Um, hmm. I don't think I view it, but but there'll be people in, in society, neighbors and things like that that know I'm in recovery. And uh, or or our members that have been here in that, you know, and I'll run into them. Hey, you know, where the meetings are, you know, uh, I need a meeting. You know, where the meetings still are, you know, and, and different situations they may be in and and whatever. And then I, I have those kind of situations uh, that I'll be in. But it's uh, the reputation. Mm, I think that uh, for me to view it, somebody else needs to view it. That's all I have. Thanks so much, Phil. Um, and, and before I go on to the next question, I'm just going to say, when I read the how do I view my personal reputation, I, I thought about when I was in active addiction and and I was like, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care how I look. And, and it mainly meant that I was fucking embarrassed because I was acting so horrible. So today, when I think about how I am around in public, around other people, um, it's because I've learned to be mindful. I've learned to be aware of how my actions may or may not affect other people. And I think that's, that's, that's what I thought of when I read that question. So, um, yeah. So the, the next question is, are there other areas in my life in which anonymity might be important and how do I maintain my anonymity in those situations? So, um, my answer is yes. <laughs> yes, there are. And as I shared previous times, um, I'm the addict who uh, had to step down from a position because of membership in Narcotics Anonymous. And, uh, and it was painful. It was painful for me. And I remember um, thinking things like, how can it be bad that I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous? How can that be used against me? And um, I think it was just, just that uh, it was almost an excuse, you know, it was just used as a way to um, make me uncomfortable, make me doubt myself, make me uncertain. And, um, and I wasn't embarrassed about it, but I, I remember questions like, well, because you're a person in recovery, doesn't that mean that, you know, and all these, these uh, stereotypical thoughts about addicts, which we break in NA, we break those thoughts for sure. But a, a a, a lay person doesn't know that. They don't know that we get better. You know, our literature says the lie is dead. The lie is dead, man. We do recover. And um, a lot of people don't know that. And, and, and I don't hang around with those people. So I'm not used to dealing with those people all the time. So for me, it was, um, it was a very humbling time. And I think as I, and I remember trying to maintain my anonymity in that situation. And I would, I would know things about Narcotics Anonymous. And I remember um, having individuals ask me about going to NA meetings. And I would say, I've heard some really good things about NA. And, and I've heard that when you get there, people will support you if you ask the right people, if you find the people that you connect with. And, um, and I never said, I've experienced NA. I've never said, this is my experience with it. 
just the the whole I've heard things about Narcotics Anonymous like um as though I don't know I read it in the Reader's Digest or something I don't know like some third party thing but um but the truth is I I uh I'm grateful that I had that experience and I'm grateful that it, it was like all higher power stuff. Like when I started that job, it was uncomfortable for me because some of the, uh, I never went against my own ethics, but I saw people who who were against their ethics and what they were doing against ethics, maybe not their ethics, but they were doing things that I would never do. And I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm going to survive in this environment. It's not an environment for me. And when I look back, it was like my higher power was like, hey, maybe this isn't the job for you. Maybe you should move on. And I was like, no, I can handle it. I've been clean this long and I have these degrees and they hired me. And then my higher power was like, are you? And then something happened and he was, and HP was like, are you listening? Hey man, are you listening? And then um, I was like, oh yeah, I hear you, but I think I got this. I mean, this was my whole thing. And then I was sitting down with a, a detective from the county where my job was and I had to hire a criminal defense attorney for a thing I was not guilty of and I was like okay HP I hear you now I hear you and I'm gonna resign from this position but it, it was so humbling because um it, it was just one of those things where it wasn't it wasn't that I I was ashamed of being an NA member but I was put in a position where shame was put on the fact that I was an addict in recovery and um, that's the stigmas we get to break, being clean. That's the things we get to change. And so, um, yeah. So I don't know if there's going to be more areas in my life where anonymity might be important, but I I hope I don't ever take a crappy job like that again. I just want to say that. So, And I think that I am wise enough to not have to feel that I would need to and smart enough that I would be like, eh, I'm not really feeling this. I think this is not the job for me. So yeah, so thanks for letting me share. And uh, anybody else want to come in on that great question? Okay, we're going to go on to Donna with question 17. I wasn't ready. Uh, do I need to practice attraction or promotion with any other organ clubs or organizations I'm involved with? Does the practice of traditional 11 and NA teach me anything that could be useful in understanding membership in other groups? I'm not a big joiner. I haven't joined a lot of organizations, even professional ones. Um, I, ha I, however, I have learned some things about leadership in Narcotics Anonymous, and I'm a person that has learned that um, compromise is the lowest form of agreement. Right? There's just so many different ways to get what we need. Um, and, um, by listening to everybody and taking, and taking everybody seriously, um, and, uh, find, you know, trying to find, um, something useful in, uh, the process that we can get to something beautiful, right? I've seen it happen over and over again. That's not always really well received in the corporate world, right? <laughs> Somebody's expected to be the boss and you kind of go forward and here I am over here looking for consensus, right? Um, but, uh, the, uh, probably the most important thing I've learned in terms of in my professional life or outside of Narcotics Anonymous, in terms of this, um, tradition is about anonymity, meaning that we're equal, 
right? And that everybody sitting at the table is equal. And even if I have a position in the world that makes me the boss or something like that, that doesn't make me a better human being than the person sitting across the table from me, right? And um, uh, there are there are a few things that I do in the community, a few things that I'm a part of, some social justice type stuff, you know? And um, again, nobody knows that I'm a member of Narcotics Anonymous unless they've seen me at a meeting or, or my higher power leads me to tell them. But I'm very often the sober person in the group. I'm very often the person that's not drinking if they're having drinks you know, that kind of stuff, which makes me very nervous because somebody's driving, right? But, uh, um, and I'm not the designated driver for people anymore. Sorry, I'm not doing it. I guess I would if I had to, but um, uh, I don't volunteer. Um, and, um, you know, uh, probably uh, before I understood about service work and anonymity within Narcotics Anonymous, I would have thought that my membership, that I would have had something to prove, you know, and and uh, with NA, I don't. And I generally don't join anything that would make me have to prove something. Um, you know, I just want to be a, a mouse in the back, you know, helping the wheel run forward. And I don't just very rarely need to be in charge of anything anymore. I, matter of fact, I would prefer not to. So that's my experience. Thanks. Thank you so much, Donna. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Awesome experience. I appreciate it. And uh, Phil, come on in, friend. Wow. Good stuff, Donna. Yeah, that, that was good. Um, I, I know for me, uh, I do belong to a um, a few outside things that's outside of Narcotics Anonymous, and I'm I'm not going to promote them either, you know, because I just shouldn't be. But they are outside things, and they need to be outside of Narcotics Anonymous. But this this is the thing with the uh, promotion things and organizations of, of clubs. Uh, one of the things that I do belong to, they they did put a um, drug awareness thing on in the community and lo and behold one of the things I belong to um, one of the uh, the members uh, asked me knowing that I'm in recovery can you spearhead this thing for our uh, organization and get the ball rolling um, uh, for this uh, demonstration or, or where this thing that they're, they're doing in our community and like whatever so what do you want to do you know, so uh, I put on a big boy uh, britches and did it. But the thing that I liked about it, and there was a task force from the, the county that come to do it along with the uh, police in town with, you know, showing like Narcan and uh, uh, all, and showing all the, the stuff that the drug addicts use. I'm looking at all this stuff. <laughs> But here was the thing. There was people that that work in the community that are us. And their professionalism, when I saw them, oh, you know, it wasn't like you go into meetings, how you doing, how it wasn't none of that. It was just like, you're a professional, and I'm just gonna leave you as a professional, you know what I mean? I act like I don't even sort of like know you or whatever, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, I mean, it wasn't to, to that extreme, but it was like, okay, I need to really separate this you over there and 
I'm over here in the community and we need we need to keep it that way. And um, and then naturally we 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 get the, the meetings, we're laughing and talking and our conversation amongst us how we do things, but it was it wasn't that uh, like that in the um um uh, with the demonstration going on, you know, with with the Narcan and then the 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 dogs sniffing drugs and then we they got the big thing of what what drugs look like and all these pills and joints and all this stuff <laughs> that that I'm looking at and you know and then acting like oh I've never seen this stuff before you know <laughs> you know all that phony baloney well no I'm I'm just 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 talking it wasn't it wasn't all about that but it was that separation okay this is this is that and trying to keep it that way and, and keep everybody's anonymity um, uh, the way it needs to be. And that's all I got. Thanks so much, Phil. That's, that's great. I, I, was, I was waiting to hear you say, when you saw them all being professional, you went up and said, are you being a responsible, productive member of society? <laughs> but I'm glad to hear you wait until you saw them at the meeting. That's awesome. So um, the, the thing I wanted to share here is, is uh, the practice of traditional love and NA teach me anything that could be helpful in understanding membership in other groups. And I just want to uh, jump on the thing that Donna said about anonymity means that everybody's equal. And that has that has done so much for me in other groups as, far, as well as NA, but other groups that I'm involved with. And that that waiting for that lone voice, which I know isn't traditional love, but, but it kind of is, like allowing that one quiet voice to be heard and and allowing everybody to have a voice and everybody to have participation and I've been the person at, at I belong to a couple other outside clubs and I've been that person who's like encouraged that that quiet voice to speak up because we needed to hear it and it's really easy it's not just easy in NA to feel like you can't speak up it's easy in the world to feel like you can't speak up and um, encouraging somebody to talk when they have something to say and then watching that become something that needed to be heard and everybody's head swivels and they go, oh, wow, we weren't even thinking of that, you know? I think that's really cool. So yeah, that's what I wanted to share about that. And our last question is going to Phil. Okay. Um, does maintaining my personal anonymity ever make it feel like I'm living a double life? Am I sometimes overly public about my membership in NA? And uh, how do I maintain personal anonymity and personal integrity at the same time? Those are all very, uh, very uh, good questions. And um, the first one, does maintaining my personal anonymity ever make me feel like I'm living a double life? Uh you know what that one it it can it can because um um the life i have in uh in a with with our fellowship and uh sponsor sponsor and things like that that it 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 is definitely a life um uh, that i don't do with everybody in this world i i, I just don't don't do with you know uh the, our activities, the things we do, the place we go, our conversations, and just being around us, uh, uh, I'm around us. And it's not where I um, 
try to mix everybody everything into to us you know sometimes we just need to have our therapeutic value of us you know for us to heal and to um do things so um I, I guess on that note, uh, do I feel like it? Mm, I don't, you know, uh, or beat myself up about it. Um, double life. Um, I'll let somebody else think that. Okay. Am I sometimes overly public about my membership in NA? Um, no, I I try to keep my anonymity uh, to the best to the best of my ability, but, but it's the thing too, where I'm not hiding a lot of things too, like in the public, like, like different neighbors know, uh, people just know from, from me being in recovery and, and around and, 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 and looking at, at me and just, just putting two and two together in this world, you know? And, um, you know, um, you know, and it's not that I'm not ashamed or anything, but you know, it, it's just I'm gonna let that I want be like that. Um, uh, how do I maintain personal anonymity and personal integrity at the same time? Um, I guess the best thing for me is to um, um, be aware of my actions. You know, and and not so much uh, speaking and and talking about things. You know, you know, trying to be that uh, attraction rather than that promotion. You know, um, so I guess that's how I would maintain it. Would probably be I would want that to be in in my actions and and living. So that's all I got. Thank you so much, Phil, and. Uh... Will, come on in, my friend. Hi, Will Um, Does maintaining my personal anonymity ever make it feel like I'm living a double life? Um, I could see where it would look like it. And it does feel, I don't know if it's personal anonymity or other people's anonymity or both. Um, so where I'm from, like we've shared a few times, small town. Uh, if you end up on the news, generally you end up in Narcotics Anonymous later. So when people see me with people somewhere, so what are you doing hanging out? You know what the hell that guy, you know, sometimes I, I, uh, you know, have to be like, yeah, you know what it is, what it is. Um, or I, I hide it from her or whatever. So I've definitely been in situations before where I couldn't speak freely with who was asking a question about why I was where I was or something like that, because it involves somebody else's stuff. But usually, um, people know me enough to know, Hey, I just can't talk about it right now. Um, type thing. How do I maintain personal anonymity and personal integrity at the same time? Like I can live the principles of Narcotics Anonymous without saying I'm in Narcotics Anonymous. Like, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that don't get high that aren't members of NA. So you can, you can just blend in with them. You know, I'm just not, I don't, I don't do that. Um, I don't feel comfortable there. You know, that's not what I'm about. Uh, so yeah, that, that's probably about it, man. Uh, just, just, I guess I can say walking the walk instead of talking the talk. Like to just carry myself the way I need to carry myself and not necessarily talk about it. Um, that's all I have. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks so much, Will. And uh, yeah, I also I also want to say that uh, 
I think in my early recovery, I felt like being an NA was going to be like having a double life because I thought that um, being clean was so embarrassing and such a shameful thing just based on where I came from and that nobody would believe I was clean. So why would I even ever tell anybody, you know? And today um, I feel like I've been given the privilege of growing here to the point where I realized like, like when I first got clean, it was like, I didn't know anybody who was clean. I didn't know anybody and not clean, but I didn't know anybody who didn't use drugs. Like those weren't the people I knew. And I thought the people who weren't using drugs were just lying about it and using drugs anyways, because that's the only way I could function. And then I got clean and then I got to um, that service self society and God and the symbol, right? Just, I got to involve myself in society. And I found out that, uh, yeah, that was not a huge population of the world who used drugs the way that I did. And there, you know, I, not that I was unique or special, but I wasn't the norm. I wasn't the person walking down the street, you know? So, um, so I'm really grateful that, uh, I thought I had to live a double life, but I don't, <laughs> I can just be who I am. And I'm really grateful and I'm grateful to NA cause I got to find out who I was, you know, and, and explore all that. So, um, yeah, so I think that's that's all, I, and and I never. Oh, I guess I do have to. I do want to say I never ever ever overly announce my membership in NA. My I do want to say though, my husband, bless him, he's he's amazing. He's not an addict, but sometimes he's so darn proud that I'm clean that he will tell people, and then he'll see people who are, um, and I'm like, don't do that. You know, not that I don't, not that I'm not happy that he's happy because I'm happy that he's happy. That's great. But at the same time, you know, it, it's been like, you know, he, he's just like, well, that's really, doesn't that person need to know? And I'm like, well, they'll, you know, if they come where I go, they'll find out. And if they keep doing the right things, they'll find out. And um, not that I'm trying to keep a secret from them. I'm not trying to keep something really great from them, but um, it's also like a weird fine balance. So, yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to share that and but he's great he's he's fantastic and he's very enthusiastic about NA sometimes more enthusiastic than I am if I could be honest so bless him for keeping me connected and uh I'm gonna turn it over to Donna for a minute <laughs> that's great I was thinking that uh, personal anonymity and personal integrity are the same thing right they're just the same thing. So, uh, uh, in the, on a different note, but in the same vein, my uh, oldest friend is so intensely proud that I'm a nurse and we'll travel together. And if somebody falls down, she'll yell at everybody to stand back because there's a nurse in the room. I'm like, dude, no, <laughs> I got my eye on this person. I see what's going on. If they're not breathing, they start bleeding. I'll step in, right? But I, I cannot tell you airplanes, airports, malls, restaurants, like, no, no. <laughs> and so, and so like your husband, it's not that they're trying to bust your anonymity. It's just that they're like, oh, here's a person with the answer to your problem. Let them step in and solve this. And it's like, I just don't need to solve all the problems of the world anymore. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for joining us tonight.
today or this morning, whatever, whenever you're listening to us, we're grateful. So thanks for joining. We appreciate you and hope you keep coming back. What a joy to be part of you today. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.